all love a good binge watch and with documentary filmmaking coming into its golden age on streaming services, there's plenty to choose from. But have you considered what it would be like to live out your worst moments on film? Well, Margie Ratliff's life was turned upside down after the death of her mother was transformed into a quasi-murder mystery in the renowned miniseries The Staircase, picked up by Netflix. She's since produced a new film that reconnects with the subjects of famous documentaries, including The Wolf Pack, Capturing the Freedmans and Hoop Dreams. The question is, who benefits from telling their stories? Margie Ratliff joins me now. Welcome, Margie. Oh, thank you for having me. Margie, you and your family were the subjects of a well-known documentary, The Staircase, which has since been adapted into a drama series by HBO. What kind of impact have these productions had on your life? Yeah, so, you know, the, one of the reasons why I wanted to join the subject team for our film, um, new films called Subject was because it, it's been about 16 years of dealing with the staircase and the fallout. Um, my family, we had no idea that it would be such a, a long, long series and such a big part of our lives. And it's just our trauma over and over again that we ha- we can never get away from. Mm, you mentioned trauma there, Margie. You were very young when The Staircase was filmed. Your grief throughout all of that was very public. What consideration, if any, was given to your well-being during the filming? Um, the film crew, besides being warm, loving, caring people, of course, they were, they're still some of my good friends. Um, at that time in documentary filmmaking, there really weren't any considerations for mental health. And it was more of a um, let the, you know, we call them subjects at the time, but let the participants um, live their real lives and we'll just film them. Um, And so my sister and I really took it on ourselves to take care of our mental health and spent a lot of money on therapy over the years. Mm, Yeah, I'm sure. Your family story has now been told on different platforms. What is it like for you to see that story reincarnated? Yes, you know, it's, it's relatively easy to not watch the Staircase documentary, but seeing the billboards everywhere when I lived in L.A., Los Angeles was so hard. And then just seeing advertisements for the HBO Max drama series everywhere and nonstop. I mean, it would pop up in my email and on my Instagram feed and there was nothing I could do about it. And it was images of my mom's death. It's just not easy having that trauma come up over and over again in your life and to constantly have to deal with that. So tell me, Margie, why did you decide to get involved in Subject? Because I'm sure the irony is not lost on you. Yes, actually, when I met our co-directors, Jennifer Tishera and um, Camilla Hall, they came to me with the idea and asked if it had any validity. And I said, yes, actually, you know, Netflix is about to release the Staircase documentary and my family is scared my um, first reaction was, oh, I don't want to go in front of the screen again, but I do want to help make this better for everybody. So was it a way of getting your story back? At first, I was interested in making sure that the industry was starting to change. But then as I decided it was important to become part of the film also, I said, yeah, this might be an opportunity to to reframe the story and help other participants in documentaries reframe their own stories. 
Well, what responsibility do you see the filmmaker having towards the subject, both during and after the filmmaking process? Yes, I think that there are many things that a documentary filmmaker can do. Everyone needs to really figure out what the best way to care for participants is, whether that be making sure they get a day rate or they get paid for their, um, you know, own footage or their their home videos or their archives, anything like that, as well as really just figuring out if mental health care is needed. Um, Having a lawyer that's not a part of the film team sit with the participant and talk them through what they're consenting to. Just just making sure that um, communities are also taken care of and not re-traumatized by uh, the process of the film. Well, Margie, you mentioned the idea of payment there. Should a subject ever be paid? Because some might say that that may change or alter the story. Yes. Well, we talk about this in our film, Subject, and there's some great expert advice on it. But I would say that Oftentimes, you know, if people are taking off time from work, if they have to have a long commute to wherever you're filming, it might actually hurt your story and it might make people a little more distracted when they're being interviewed. So there are ways to make sure that your participants are taking, like, you know, paying their electricity bill if you're going to be using a lot of their electricity for your lights. I feel like that that is actually will make it an easier process for filmmaking in the first place and it won't be so extractive. For people involved in documentaries, if they feel like their story is misrepresented or perhaps not framed in the way they experienced it, is there any form of recourse? Are they able to retell their story? So all of it, everything depends on your release form that you sign and what kind of consent you gave. And oftentimes production companies have these release forms that say in perpetuity forever and ever in the universe. And it's really hard in court to fight those kinds of release forms. So that's why we're advocating for a different kind of consent when it comes to documentary. So do you think the issue lies with how documentaries are made or how they're consumed? Because one kind of feeds into the other. I do think that um, how they're consumed and how they're made are just two different sides of the same coin. Um, I think there's a big uh, push for um, participants to talk about their experiences. You know, um, Mike Tyson spoke out about the documentary about him The families of uh, the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer, a lot of them have spoken up and said, please stop making these dramas and these films. Um, So I think an audience has a lot more these days to look at and really suss out what the algorithm is feeding them to watch. So when thinking about the ethics of docutainment, if you like, where does the filmmaker need to start? Where did you start with subject? Uh, Yeah, so what we wanted to do was we knew we were going to make mistakes. You know, I'm a trained documentary filmmaker in my own right, and I was using those standard release forms for a good part of my career. And so we wanted to just make sure that we listen to our participants, including me, and learn from our mistakes. And so that's actually where the structure of our film came in, was that we said, We had a standard release form at first, and then later on we said, oh, wow, no, we really want to maintain everybody's um, life rights. So we went back and changed it. And we ended up getting a participant advocate who had, um, you know, 
trauma uh, specialist uh, psychology background. Uh, and we didn't have that at first and we realized we needed it. So it's, it's just a constant way of reframing the story. Co-producer and participant of Film Subject, Margie Ratliff, is discussing the ethics of documentary filmmaking here on RN Drive. Margie, Subject examines your story as well as other documentaries capturing the Freedmans, the Wolfpack and Hoop Dreams. Were there any common themes in these stories or did the participants have vastly different experiences? I think that Jesse Friedman from Capturing the Freedmans When I spoke with Jesse and his family, there were a lot of similar experiences that my family had experienced. Um, I think because of the nature of true crime and, and, um, you know, jail and those kinds of prison uh, situations. But really, you know, uh, Ahmed from the square uh, celebrates what he, you know, represented in his documentary and Arthur as well from Hoop Dreams. So it was really eye-opening for me to go, oh, there's another way to feel about being in a documentary. It can be a beautiful thing for you and your generations to come. And how did you find that? Was it quite surprising for you? I, it was transformative. It actually, by by being with this wonderful group of participants, I decided to start a nonprofit for documentary participants, you know, to bring them Um, mental health resources and legal and all of the things I've been talking about so that there can be some real change. So as a co-producer and participant for this film, has your experience making this film helped reframe your understanding of what goes into documentary making or has it solidified your feelings towards the genre? Um, I still have immense respect for the documentary community and with every screening, there are always filmmakers and I love the conversations that come out of it. I mean, our film is a love letter to the industry and so it just shows me the possibilities to do this even more ethically in the future. So Margie, now that you've made this film, do you think firstly that the subjects of these films are fully aware of the ongoing consequences of being documented? And do you think the filmmakers completely understand the consequences for these people? Do they appreciate how to care for the subjects? I think that, you know, most documentary filmmakers are very empathetic people and they're very thoughtful. And so they don't go in saying, I'm going to spend 20 years messing up this family's life. But then they, you know, along the road, I, my family didn't even know, Netflix didn't even exist, you know, when the staircase started filming. So they're really unforeseen things that happen in the future that I mean, I was studying documentary filmmaking at the time, and I still didn't know what would come about the film. So along with the release form that we've discussed in this interview, how does the way that documentaries are made or consumed need to change so that participants aren't being exploited and that they're cared for? Uh, yes. So so much of it comes with reflection at the beginning. There's a wonderful um, document online from the Documentary Accountability Working Group that talks about ethical documentary filmmaking from beginning to end. And um, a lot of it is the doc filmmakers reflecting on themselves and saying, am I the right person to tell the story? Why am I the one to tell the story? And can I get someone from the community that I'm filming to also collaborate and be a part of the um, filmmaking crew? And that's a big um, first step in making sure that your participants 
are included and won't be re-traumatised. It's big business, as you well know, and there's a lot of demand from binge watchers. Is that always going to complicate matters? Oh, yes. I mean, the algorithm and binge watching, I think it, it it will always be a thing. I mean, that's part of our human nature. It's just what are the the films that are getting picked up? What are the ethics behind those films? Those are the kinds of things that can sh- start to shift. If you'd been able to tell the story of your family, what might you have done differently? I think that I would have really sat down with each one of my family members and talked about what could happen in the future. You know, said, what if your father was convicted, would you still want this documentary out there? And what is the impact that you'd like the film to have? So, you know, how involved would you want to be once the film is out there? And an impact campaign, um, what is your goal with this film and why would you want to be a part of it? So the, the, the participants know what they're getting into. From the audience's perspective, what would you like them to consider next time when they watch a documentary? I'd love the audience to do just a little bit of research, maybe just scroll through Instagram and see, you know, what hashtags are out there um, and make sure that the participants haven't spoken out against it and said, hey, this was done against our will. Um, That's one of the easiest things to do. Subject Film is now streaming on DocPlay. Margie Ratliff has been my guest. Thank you so much for having me. For more great conversations, search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.